Hi everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of the Fan First Podcast. Today we're talking about the Indian Premier League, uh, something that I've always wanted to do for a very long time. Uh, the Indian Premier League is well and truly underway, 16th season of the IPL. Uh, and what a what a fantastic start we've had to the IPL. Last week, a couple of really good games uh, and that sets up the IPL so, so, so well. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff around the IPL over the next couple of months. I'm going to be joined by some uh, absolute IPL fanatics and that's going to be great. But today I'm joined by somebody who's been on the podcast before. Uh, Pranav, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, man, for calling me. We uh, did the uh, India-Australia uh, review of that fourth test. And uh, yeah, so uh, I mean, you've been here and uh, like I said, thank you so much for doing it. Again, interesting point to start. You're a CSK fan, uh, but you were an RCB fan before. Uh, would you like to start off by explaining how has that happened? Well, so it actually comes down to sort of my background, right? I'm ethnically Tamil. So supporting CSK to some extent makes sense. But then I did live a lot of my life in India. So relating to Chennai on, on a very deep level didn't happen. So when the IPL started, I was like, should I be supporting Chennai? There's not that deep a connection. There is something, but uh, not a lot. So I was thinking, who, what does it make sense to do? I was always a big ABD Williams fan ever since he started playing cricket in at the international level. Like, I've been a fan of A.B. De Villiers since he was opening for, test, for a South Africa in test cricket. So, I thought, okay, this is the guy I should be probably following around. And over the years, very solid investment. And so, <laughs> so that means I was actually supporting the Delhi Daredevils before RCB because A.B. Oh, wow. De Villiers was in Delhi. So, I was supporting Delhi and there was that one year where they made the semis in the second IPL, I think. So that was yeah. really going well for me. Then he moved to RCB, so I became an RCB supporter. One now he's retired, so I have nothing else to do other than support Chennai. Yep. I mean, talking about following an IPL team, I grew up in Bombay, uh, and Mumbai Indians is an obvious choice for me. Uh, not because they've been successful or the most successful IPL team. Five IPL titles, as we all know. Uh, Chennai is not too uh, far. They've won four themselves, and I think these two teams have dominated. Uh, so much of the IPL over the years. Uh, and it's easier for fans to then follow teams that win. Uh, but I think there's a case beyond that as well. And I think that's probably something that I want to touch upon uh, slightly later in the podcast is uh, how can IPL teams actually get a following and really create that fan base of loyal fans. Ups and downs will happen in the IPL. Ups and downs happen in sport. That's part of uh, franchise sport for sure. Uh, I mean, we've seen that in the IPL as well. Like Mumbai has finished 10th uh, in the IPL last year. I really don't think they're going to do very well this year. But we'll come to that as well. Uh, but yeah, I think we had one more CSK fan who was going to join this podcast. And he's unfortunately not been able to. Secretly somewhere I'm happy because the way Mumbai has started, we've obviously beaten by CSK uh, four days back. So, I didn't want two CSK fans really giving me the stick on this podcast. So, I had my stats ready. You know, this five IPL point was there. I was going to bring it. But, uh, uh, well, I, I guess I don't have to because, you know, you've moved a few teams as well. But uh, CSK is, I believe, a fantastic team to follow. Uh, no two ways to that. But 16 seasons of the IPL, we're in the 16th season. Uh, 
fantastic how the IPL has grown, uh, where it was to where it is now. Uh, do fans get excited about the IPL just as they did a few years back or maybe in the first few years when IPL was fairly new or T20 cricket and franchise cricket in general was new? Do you wait uh, for the IPL three, four weeks absolutely. prior and you can't win? Okay, you I absolutely right. do wait for the IPL every year. I mean, especially this year, it's even more because the IPL is back to its home and away format and it's moving around the country. So, especially given like with COVID getting to, I can't, I don't know if COVID is over, but hopefully it's over. But since <laughs> then, uh, since since the IPL is now back, it's a big deal every for every team because only if you re- if you rely only on international cricket, every city gets what two games a year at best, right? Right. At right. best. If you if you have an IPL, you're getting seven more. So that is something for people to watch. Right. And you don't I don't I think India India loves their cricket, people love their teams. And right. the fact that uh, players tend to rotate teams every few years, I think maintains I think keeps up the interest. So if you think some player is really good at some other team and then it suddenly comes to your team, right? I think that adds a lot of that makes it interesting, but also kind of sometimes makes it difficult to relate on a long term but that's all right as long as it's working out it works you're absolutely right because my pain point with the ipl has been i mean i do watch ipl i might not watch all of the games but i definitely keep absolute track of what's going on uh the quick info app might be open on the phone somewhere uh i've got a two-year-old daughter now so life changed a bit uh the ipl starts here in dubai at six o'clock and uh uh uh, we have a lot of rhymes and the cocoa melons on on TV for the first <laughs> half of the IPL, so I don't really get to follow that, but I do keep track of it. But going back to the pain point, my pain point with the IPL has been that I think it almost takes me a week after the IPL has started to get going. Like the last week that we had in the IPL was crazy. Rinku yeah. Singh, uh, what he's done with chasing 29 runs in the last over. We've had so many nail-biting games. Mumbai Indians beat Delhi last ball, although I felt that game should have been done in the 18th or the 19th over. They kept it going. But I think a week like that, the sooner that happens, and I think that might be something that the stats might tell us either way. I saw a stat somewhere where on that Geo platform, that's uh, that's in, in the news, by the way, now, either way, uh, 2.2 crore people watched... Uh, the last over or the f- final stages of one of the IPL games. That's just mad. That's yeah. absolutely mad. They've made it free, haven't they? So, everybody can do it on their phone, laptop, TV, whatever. Yeah. But, so, I mean, either way, I I think you and me, uh, irrespective of the fans, I think what the IPL does is it's got entertainment for you for two months straight. Uh, on the weekends, it's two games. So, on a Sunday... Uh, a lazy start to the morning and then you've got two games happening, one in the afternoon, one in the evening. Uh, and the kind of cricket that we've seen this week, if it continues like that, it's it's going to only get more popular. And I don't know if there's a way for IPL to get more popular because it already is. But it's just fantastic that you come back from work and there's a game on almost the football style when you've got the Champions League football that happens in the midweek where you've got the best teams playing, the best players of the world playing. Uh, your work's done 5.36. Maybe in India, it's done slightly later in the evening. And then you've got a, 
uh, three hours of a- entertainment. Yeah, it, uh, it makes it it makes it a family event every evening, right? At home, yeah. the all, yeah. every member of the family sits and watches, and everybody in India has an opinion, so it's always interesting. Yeah, I mean, so much has changed over the 16 years, and I think that's going to be my next topic. About we've got some very interesting rules that have changed, and I uh, wanted to speak to you uh, and just sort of bring up the fan perspective on you know how are we dealing with the rule changes that have come in the IPL. But this means so much that is still constant in the IPL mm-hmm. over 16 years. There's something just happened, and as a Mumbai Indians fan, I'm going to start off. No matter what happens, Mumbai Indians is not winning the first game of the IPL. Yeah. I don't know, it's been 10 11 years now that they haven't but what are some of the other constants that uh, that have just been the case for 16 years um uh, even if it feels like dhoni is about to retire he doesn't and he's back <laughs> in the field every year and like even now we're speculating whether this is his last season only he knows maybe even he doesn't i mean he looks extremely fit yeah. i can't fault him i mean last year i felt that at times mahendra singh dhoni was trying to keep himself back from coming out to bat sometimes he would come down as yeah. low as number 7 number 8 i think you saw the picture that went viral with his muscles and stuff right <laughs> so i think it seemed clear from that picture that yeah he is going to come in and bat 15 balls every game that yeah. facts that he's not yeah. going to do more than that he's going to look to hit it absolutely and that's where i felt maybe last year felt to me as that could be mahendra singh dhoni's last year they tried a different captaincy route as well which obviously didn't work out I think India has seen this as well after Mahendra Singh Dhoni has retired and you know when he stepped down from being the captain of the national team as well we genuinely found it difficult to get going especially in white ball cricket and that's that's definitely the case with CSK but I think this year uh, and one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast little I think the first couple of weeks of IPL are done now is to just gauge where teams are at and what can we expect and especially with the rule changes it is really hard to Uh, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, really hard to imagine how the rule changes would happen. You know, sort of what would be the feedback, or you know, what would be the perspective of the fans. But now we know. But based on what we've seen from Mahendra Singh Dhoni, I think uh, if Chennai do well, he's been doing pretty well as a captain. You don't doubt him. He gets DRS calls right either way, which is yet a, yet another constant throughout the IPL yeah. or throughout Mahendra Singh Dhoni's life either way. Dhoni getting DRS uh, calls right, Deepak Chahar getting injured. <laughs> CSK is putting out the daddy army on the field and Sunil Narayan rocking up for every year and bowling four overs for 20 with a wicket or something this is just how the IPL is and Russell probably breaking down once in a while <laughs> i've got one more uh, the chinnaswami pitch being an absolute highway i've yeah. seen that for 16 years that wicket <laughs> hasn't changed one bit it's absolutely the same and i think that's where i personally feel that it's so difficult to pick a team uh to play eight home games on that chinnaswami wicket because it's just a baller's nightmare it's a short i mean it's sorry it's a small stadium the pitch is as flat as you can get so yeah so uh think about who has done well on that pitch mitchell stark uzi chahal that's it right Yeah, I mean on a consistent basis. Harshal Harshal Patel is sort of sort of picking it up, I would say. But on on a consistent basis, there's only been two guys. Usually, yeah. and that only Chahal has been doing it consistently. Stark had like yeah. one or two good seasons, maybe, and then yeah. he decided he wants to be he wants to play hide and seek with the IPL option. Yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, he and and probably that's one other constant. Stark gets a contract and won't show up for the IPL. That's <laughs> happened a few times now. Talking about constants, right? I think the IPL when it first came out got a lot of stick from the rest of the cricketing world about the money uh, that's been involved in the IPL and that could harm the sport. Uh, my personal opinion is that the IPL has helped India massively to where it is now at international level when it comes to cricket. The sheer talent that has come through the IPL and that has broken into the Indian team. We've got Absolutely. some unbelievable examples there. Every, I think every inch of what we get out of Jasprit Bumrah now is because of him having Malinga in the team, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Like, just the fact that uh, these players have, you know, could 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 work with, uh, you know, the best players of the world for two months, share the dressing room, share the training field with them, go out and bowl, uh, you know, bowl at them or bat against them in the nets, play games, uh, have those chats before the game, after the game. And I just feel like for young players, there couldn't be a better... Uh, starting institution or sort of a stepping stone Absolutely. for them to get somewhere. Uh, did, you see, that... did, you, did you see Yashasvi Jaiswal and meeting MS Tony in the video like maybe last year? I just love those things. I mean, yeah, awesome. you just see those things after every game and what you see on the pitch is just fantastic. And as an Indian cricket fan, I just love that. And I just hope that the IPL continues to churn uh, talent towards Indian cricket. And I also do genuinely believe that it's helping international cricket uh, uh, grow because there's players that come here. There's that financial aspect. Let's not uh, get away from that because uh, any sport is going to require that level of money to come into the sport and the IPL does bring that. You would want to think with fair ease purely because of the number of people. We spoke about 2.2 crores uh, crore people watching a game and that tells you uh, people will be queuing up outside the IPL office to put ads on the TV and you know things like that. But do you reckon somewhere now there's been a bit of a slowdown in IPL churning that talent that has come towards the Indian career? And I'm only purely asking that because India's success at, at white ball cricket level over the past three, four years, especially at ICC tournaments, hasn't been uh, very good. Uh, they've lost a couple of finals, but you've almost feel that uh, they've gone to these big stages and a big game has come and they've not been able to win that game. Uh, do you think that's 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 not IPL's fault? IPL is still doing what it needs to do to bring talent. Is there something else? I what don't do you think, think it's the IPL's fault. I think it's, I think the IPL has done very well to give, uh, to provide a, a supply line of talent to the Indian team. And the Indian team, to be honest, does very well. It's still, it's still the most successful team at the international stage. I think if you look at the status of the percentage of wins and everything, the Indian team is still the most successful. They're just not winning the important games, right? So, in terms of providing the talent, getting them into the team, giving them the exposure to a high-pressure situation and such, the IPL does a great job. No other tournament in the world is going to give you that level of exposure to that high-pressure environment. No, not it's not it's not applicable, right? right? Due to the sheer volume we have here. Right. But the reason India don't do well in these tournaments is I don't think it's because of the IPL. I think it's because they don't get to plan as much as a team together. The amount of planning that other teams get to do is because they don't play as much. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of a roundabout, weird, odd thing that India plays more, but they don't get to plan more. But the other teams get to plan more, they don't play as much. Because yeah. in especially in T20 cricket, 
there's all these matchup ideas, all the ideas of uh, a floating batting order. India doesn't do that so much, right? Yeah. So planning at a micro level does not exist in Indian cricket. And in order to plan at a micro level, in you need to be willing to experiment and to be willing to lose. I don't think India yeah. has. I don't think India ever has the luxury to be willing to lose in order to find right. things out. Right. Right. No, I mean you're 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 spot on with that. I do believe that as well. I just feel like. Uh, we've had so many players that have come through the ranks of the IPL and even this IPL or last year's IPL or generally is the case with the IPL. You see so much of young talent, but you sometimes wonder with so much competition in the Indian cricket team, is that talent going to drain? And how do you keep that talent consistent? Is it a case where if you know a certain pool of players that you identify as supremely talented and want to... Uh, really note for the future, should they be going to the Big Bash? Should they be going to England to play, play in their T20 league? Should they be playing more T20 cricket across the world to make them, uh, make this an even better proposition? The IPL will always be the pinnacle of T20 leagues. And I'm not saying that because I'm an Indian or I'm a fan of the IPL. I, I, I just feel the, the sheer amount of talent and the uh, uh, the way the IPL has has structured over the years, it just puts itself at that place. But do you reckon there's room for some of our players to go and play franchise cricket across the world? I think the BCCI, so it's a difficult thing to contend with because uh, if you do allow it, then Ranji Trophy gets hit. That's uh, that's an unavoidable consequence because obviously yeah. if, if they're going to get if they're going to get more money playing the big bash and other leagues, they're going to people are going to move to those opportunities. So yeah. the Ranji Trophy gets it, how do you protect that? And of course, the giving people the exposure to play on different kinds of pitches around the world is is, is, is an essential skill if you want to win world tournaments. Like yeah. the, the, like the uh, India lost the semi-final against England, right? Yes. Uh, recently by 10 wickets. Yeah. <laughs> how many how many people have played at Adelaide apart from Virat Kohli, right? Not Nobody many. else knows that field very well. Especially, I don't think they, they would have played T20 cricket, uh, T20 cricket there. I mean, playing yeah. red ball cricket is a different thing altogether. But playing yeah. T20 cricket on a ground that is that has different dimensions to most yeah. venues. Utilizing, utilizing different ground dimensions to your advantage, knowing what the wind might be like. Absolutely. All those things can only come Absolutely. if you actually go and play there, right? And there is there are things to be gained if you go and do this. But let, looking at the realistic side, how many Indian players are going to get picked from Syed Mushtaq Ali directly to the BBL? How many? How, it's not a realistic thing. I don't think that's going to happen, but right? Is the is the IPL not your uh, shop window then, based on performances in the IPL? And I'm talking specifically about your uh, not players who are part of the BCCI central contract. Because I'm sure those players would be playing a lot of cricket for India and you would want the best players to play for India. I'm just saying the IPL's value as a product uh, could improve if these players are suddenly a lot better because they're playing a lot more cricket across the world uh, and they're ready yeah. to get into the Indian team. But I completely get that there's a larger conversation around IPL retaining its own value. And I think that always comes... Uh, and I'm, I mean, there's nothing wrong in the BCCI thinking about the IPL because at the end of the day, it's a product that they have, that has such huge commercial value to it and they would want to maintain that and grow it. Uh, and because of that, I just feel that's something that's not going to happen. But I think it's, it'd just be fantastic if, if 
I mean, if Indian fans are to watch the Big Bash League, and I do know that ardent cricket fans would still watch it, would still watch the NatWest T20. I don't know if it's still called that, or what's the CPL, or you know, the new South African League that we've got, or the ILT20 that started here in the UAE. If there's a lot more familiar Indian faces playing in there, uh, I think the leagues themselves would really grow from it. But I think there's a benefit. But I think that's just a different topic, maybe for a different day. But one thing that's changed massively, and you know, coming to the to, to the kind of the stuff that uh, I really wanted to discuss, are the new rules that have come in the IPL, and I'm a fan of it already. Uh, but I need to add here, as a touch bit uh, skeptical about how this is going to play out. Uh, but the way teams have now used it, and this is exactly why I wanted to wait to discuss this for a couple of weeks to see how teams are doing it. But essentially having two teams uh, to yeah. give at the toss, one if you win the toss, I mean, one if you're fielding first or batting first. What do you make of that? So it removes the art of having to read the pitch, right? So you don't you don't need to read the pitch anymore. You you read the pitch badly, you, you misread it severely, you can still go. That's... That's not a bad thing. That's that's okay because even the best groundsman in the world can't tell you what a pitch is going to be like. Yeah. Unless you're in Bengal. Uh, unless you're in Bengal. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody or, knows what that pitch is like. Or unless you are Mumbai Indians who just know how to find a way to, uh, you know, uh, fuck up a game. I guess. I mean, maybe I'm trying to read too much into the way they started, <laughs> but. Uh, I think what it also does massively, which has been a bit of a negative. Uh, thing for the for T20 cricket is the toss has had so much importance. I mean, talk about Dubai, win the toss, field first, chase it down. You bet your life on it. And yeah. I think the stats are just like at some point before Sri Lanka beat Pakistan in the Asia Cup final, there's a run of 20 odd games where the team that had won the toss and chose to field, I think only uh, Delhi Daredevils would. <laughs> go there and win the toss and you know uh bat first maybe because i don't know they just find ways to do something like that but and i think what this does is it takes away the toss completely out of the game and i think that's a great thing because Absolutely. it had become uh the toss had become such a critical part of uh t20 cricket uh the, the stats were so heavily stacked uh, in favor of the team that was chasing. And it is fantastic to see now that, hold on, you don't really have to put a team on the basis of what the toss or what, what the pitch might do. Now you've got a choice to pick. And it's just giving the teams the flexibility to still yeah. execute themselves. It also lets the best players play against the best players. That's always exactly. important for the quality of the cricket, right? Exactly. And that's what IPL is. That's what IPL is. Right? They want those best matchups. It, it reduces chance. It reduces inequality yeah. in terms of resources. It reduces yeah. uh, uh, the impact of the due massively because teams can prepare for it in the second half. Yeah. So all these things are very important. And it will also, it also, I guess, sort of reduces the... Uh, extreme need for all-rounders, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, very... because look at it, all-rounders have got, I mean, they've been sold as hot cakes in the IPL yeah. auction. And I think some of the uh, numbers that people have spent on all-rounders, I think some of them are really good. I'm not taking it away from the likes of, uh, let's say, who who was the all-rounder that went for most money this season? Was it Sam, Sam Curran? Yeah. Sam Curran, right. So, somebody like him, I get it. But in an ideal world, uh, it's just crazy money that's been spent 
uh, on them. I think crazy money spent in an ideal world either way. If you ask a non-Indian or somebody who's against the IPL, but it just generally I feel that there's been in you know, and maybe teams will start to change that next year, and that's going to make a bit more value buying or a bit more sense into IPL auctions because hey, you can now play with twelve players. So that all-rounder's role is you, you you know he's not shouldering the responsibility of four solid overs and trying to get 50 odd runs in the final 20 balls uh, you know of the uh, you know game yeah. uh, so that's something that's a plus with this yeah. rule as well the, the careers of people like amit mishra and piyush chavla just extended by a couple of years <laughs> because of this rule hasn't they come in bowl four overs leave the game do not yeah. come back don't have to yeah. Yeah, and I think I mean Mahendra Singh Dhoni is extremely fit, and this is no dig at him, but a lot of players could play well into their forties now because yes. it's no longer trying to run out, you know, on cow corner where somebody is hit and you know a nice shot, and you have to sort of chase the ball and then bowl yeah. the next over. That's not happening. Bowl your four overs, sit back, go back to your room, enjoy next yeah. game in two or three days. So yeah, yeah you're right. Josh, but this happened to Josh Butler in the recent game, right? He had injured his finger or something, came into bat, got out, left the game. This is this is this is this is Maharaja treatment. <laughs> That's just unbelievable because in an ideal world, Josh Butler's injury—if he's not able to field or keep—he's definitely not making the team. But it makes such a, a, a positive impact on on the team that you're playing for. That if you have a slight niggle or a, or a slight injury, and if you can still bowl your four four overs or go and bat, I mean, Josh Butler, uh, Josh Butler's case—he does bat. Uh, quite a few balls. He's not your sort of number five, number six kind of a guy. Just come in and play ten, fifteen balls and tonk the ball here and there. Any team that stands out that has done really well with the impacts of you spoke about Josh Butler and the Royals, but uh, we're starting to see some trends now with what teams want to do. And maybe what I would like to see more is a bit of surprise here and there, or else if it becomes spread. It becomes predictable as to what teams are going to do. Then it's going to take away a bit of the shine of this whole uh, new rule that we're seeing in the IPL. I think this new rule is the end of Riyan Parag's IPL career. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that all the good quality all-rounders will still find a place in the team. Like Jadeja is always going to bat, bowl, and field well, right? So he's always yeah. going to be in the team, especially because he's the best fielder in the country. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the bits and pieces players who don't. Who batted number seven and bowled two overs? I don't see them getting chances anymore because they're not needed, are they? The 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 fake balance that they so-called provide is no longer required. Yeah, because you now have, uh, I mean, definitely five specialist bowlers bowling four overs, but you've also got that extra option now. So one of your bowlers has a bad day. You've, in ideal circumstances, got to cover. uh you know for that unless a team has used that impact sub uh somewhere else then it is a different story but we we we, we are yet to see that i think uh the ipl teams have played it very safe up until now yes. uh yes. and that's also been possible because they know what team they're going to field on the basis of whether they are bowling first or batting first and then the impact sub comes in the second innings you're allowed to name five impact player uh Uh, potentially right so uh, i don't think people have uh, strategically still built up proper reserve bench to be able to exploit it flexibly right yeah. so they still have they still have the traditional 11 plus 18 or 11 yeah. plus 7 or whatever to get to 18 20 whatever it might be but yeah. i don't think they have thought in terms of having dynamic flexible options to be able to adjust on the fly i think yeah. that will still take a little bit of planning whatever the next auction will be 
if the if the if the if the teams are going to score 200 all the time with 26 in innings or something it's going to take that long what do you do about yeah. that yeah maybe so maybe cut solution, down your sponsor maybe cut down your sponsor time out then <laughs> nah they won't do that yeah they they're trying to squeeze in sponsorship into every single thing like yeah maybe going back to the constants the constants has been that each ipl year we've seen two or three new sponsors come in and <laughs> the end of a game there's about 50 people <laughs> on the dais now yeah. you are awarding the smallest of the things fantastic catch a fantastic six what is the best hairstyle the best beard all the coolies is going to win the best beard hands down when bangalore mm. plays but i mean is this uh, that's uh, you know something that's uh, that's a consideration but going back to the rules uh, is there something else that you would want to see i mean i definitely want games to finish within the time uh, you know that I... is being allotted i'm not able to figure out how they can do that exactly how they can do that properly because even though the games are taking 4 hours to finish the, the teams are not getting penalized for it because it's not their fault that the ball is flying into the stands because cricket is rigid with this rule that you have to use the same ball right because of yeah. maintaining the condition it's it's not like tennis where one ball goes away you just take on the next one yeah cricket's not that flexible unfortunately yeah. so yeah. you have to wait yeah. for the ball to come back if someone in the crowd decides you don't want to throw it back you're stuck yeah 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 and the second thing that i wanted to add and and this might sound like a bit of a rant and this is coming from a mumbai indians fan and this is based on evidence that uh, uh i gathered when i watched mumbai play csk on sunday was it the sunday i think it was a sunday the wankhede was filled with yellow shirts yeah. and i understand mahendra singh dhoni is uh probably india's most loved cricketer over the last decade i think more so since tendulkar retired in 2013 i think sachin got this kind of a treatment wherever he went but mahendra singh dhoni's uh, got similar treatment if not better and he's absolutely earned it this is by no means saying that it's not right but as a mumbai indians fan i th- fan i think when i see so many yellow shirts and and chants of dhoni 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 at a mumbai home game i feel this is a shortcoming of the ipl where franchises would really like to create a loyal fan following to create an intimidating atmosphere and i know it's difficult to do it in cricket uh, but we already seeing it with the pitches now where the home teams are creating wickets that suit them and i think the next thing that needs to happen is the stadiums the venues that are playing uh, that the teams play in uh, need to favor the home team as much as they can and that is where i really think the ipl will become uh so much more not just from an atmosphere point of view but this home and away system that the ipl has built will truly come into effect where 
I mean, if I were to give an example, football, teams struggle going to the Camp Nou to play Barcelona or Anfield, although I hate saying that being a Manchester United fan myself. Uh, but 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 the reality is the atmosphere at Anfield on a Champions League night, I've heard, is second to none. And teams find it absolutely daunting to get there. And I know football is a lot more fast-paced, but T20 cricket is your best bet in terms of the kind of game that you're creating to really create an atmosphere that supports the home team. And I am in favor of home and away seating. Absolutely. Uh, the teams need to create where CSK fans or any fans, or any away team fans at the Wankade should have a stand uh, where, I mean, I'm not against chanting. Yes, if Mumbai is doing badly, you're obviously going to have the CSK fans, uh, if they're playing CSK, that is, you're going to have them on top and you're going to hear them and that's absolutely fine. But I just genuinely feel that Mumbai should get, I mean, the home team, I'm, I keep saying it as a Mumbai yeah. team, but the home team should get the maximum advantage. But I just don't see that working beyond Mumbai, though, because I think probably Mumbai, Bangalore, or wherever CSK go, or wherever RCB go, you've got a fan following for Kohli, you've got a fan following for Mahindra Singh Dhoni. I actually feel Rohit Sharma does not have that level of fan following. So I really find it difficult to see Mumbai Indians fan, Mumbai Indian fans in uh, let's say Mohali or Chennai, uh, you know, you, you won't see a sea of blue, uh, you know, uh, you know, at uh, the Chepok when Mumbai play there. But do you reckon there's room to create something like that? I think that I think uh, I think this is something that's already being done in European football, right? You have you have a Imagine. fan club that follows the team around, right? People yes. do that, right? Yeah, yeah. So and I know that Mumbai is I think Mumbai is the only team right now that sells a season pass for all the Wankhede games yep. in the IPL. No, they so do, yeah. I think that's that's one good step to start with. Have an home and away and a neutral area, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think I think I think you can make it compulsory to say if you're sitting in the home area, you have to wear the Mumbai Indians jersey. Right. No, I'm not saying a Mumbai Indians jersey, but liking I mean the standard rule. I mean, I am traveling to the UK in a couple of weeks to watch a few football games. And one of the games I'm watching is Manchester United play at the Tottenham Hot uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in North London. And any tickets that I've looked at, I've been clearly told that as a Manchester United fan, if I'm sitting in the Tottenham Hot, Hotspur area or the, or, or the home seats, and A, if I'm wearing the red jersey of Manchester United and cheering them, the stadium authorities have the right to throw me out. Because I think the experience of the home fans and to create that atmosphere, and I think... Uh, it is so important that that happens because that really creates the home and away impact massively. I mean, as a Mumbai Indians fan or any IPL fan, I believe, uh, let's say when I'm talking about the off, you know, the Wankhede, Mahindra Singh Dhoni should be booed when he plays for CSK there. I see absolutely nothing wrong in that. And when things of that sort have happened in the past, some of the players haven't liked it. But I think the true success of IPL would really happen from a fan engagement point of view, from franchisee, franchisees yes. really creating a royal, a loyal fan base. Uh, I think I think that's a good long-term strategy for the franchises themselves, right? Create yeah. your own fan club, have the people have create like put them on a bus and or a flight or whatever, have them travel around the country with the team, yeah. Yeah. get them tickets to the stadium. Obviously, they'll pay for it and all yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. you, I think that's a good long-term business business strategy because Indian franchises are here to make absolutely. money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the slight problem there is, and this is no disrespect or a dig at people who might be slightly older to me, but my father, my father is an avid cricket 
uh, fan, watches any and every game. But when you ask him, what is your favorite IPL team? He says, this year, I'm supporting them because they've got the best players. I'm like, how? How, how is that possible? You've lived all your life in Mumbai. I mean, for my generation, me and my friends, Mumbai Indians is the end of it. If they finish 10, the next 20 years of the IPL, I'm going to still be a Mumbai fan. But my father typically would support, oh, uh, this evening I'm supporting this team because this player is playing and I'm a fan of that player. And I understand that sentiment at an for an Indian fan or or at that level that you want Indian players to do well. But the success of IPL, and I keep going back to the same point, the success of IPL as a franchise cricket league is on the basis of the franchisees getting the most benefit out of it, creating loyal fans. And India is not unknown to this. You look at the ISL or you look at the football teams that have been in India, rivalries have existed. You talk about East Bengal, you talk about Mohan Bagan, you talk about the football teams in Goa, uh, you talk about FC Bangalore, uh, right? Sorry, uh, they they have a big fan following as well. Uh, and those fans travel to their away games and they would chant and those things kind of happen. And I'm just a fan who wants IPL to fall into that line and I would love to go to a game at the Wankade where there's a bit of banter, there's a bit of uh, uh, extra support It you know that sort of, you can't call it the 12th man now because I, IPL is playing with 12 players so <laughs> the 13th man if you call it uh, uh, but I just hope that one day that happens and every home venue is uh, adding that extra bit to the home team and making it that much more intimidating for a traveling team to come there and win games. And then you would really see the home and away being I really, think, really solid. I think realistically, three or four teams can can actually do this. Uh, Mumbai, RCB, Chennai, KKR can probably pull something off like this. Yeah. I don't see the other teams having the capacity to pull something off like this. Yeah. They, I don't think they have enough of a base at this point, either due to the lack of success or just because they're just not coming from very big cities. Yeah. But I mean, and yeah. and you're right because two of the teams are brand new as well, and that is another concern for the IPL. That you've got two new teams now, and it's great because I think you've got the players spread across ten teams versus eight teams, which is supposed to be my next question, but we'll come to that. But either way, the the, the third or the fourth game at Ahmedabad. There's not a lot of seats sold. And you can tell that I, I, I think over the years, the people in Ahmedabad, the people of Gujarat would be supporting a team. And now you're expecting them to support the Titans because now it's their team. And I just don't think fans work like that. Yeah, it's I... going to be a struggle for that team to sell seats. And God damn it, it's a big ground as well. <laughs> How many seats do we have there? So in a big venue like that, even 30,000 is going to look like, geez, the ground is empty. Whereas uh, Chinnaswamy or Chepok or Wankar, it's about 30,000-40,000 people. Uh, like I just read a report yesterday, Chennai versus uh, Bangalore at Chinnaswamy on 22nd of April is sold out. Fantastic news. That is what IPL is all about. That That's what should happen. But the franchises have to do and the IPL has to support that a bit more, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's why... That's why, especially at bigger grounds, it would be helpful if uh, the, the franchises can bring some of their own fans in, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure that CSC can fill up half the ground in yeah. I think right. they can easily do it. Right. Right. So going going, going to the next point, which I briefly touched upon, 10 teams versus 8 teams. I know that it, this is the second year now, so it's slightly late to this question either is it's happened. But 
uh, as fans, do you want the IPL someday to become a 15-20 league? Uh, sorry, 15-20 teams kind of a league? Or do you think 10 teams is the maximum for a cricket franchise league that, that cannot run more than two months? Because, uh, you know, the in international calendar is jam-packed. ICC is trying to put events onto the calendar left, right and centre. And I get it why there's a lot of commercial value to it. Uh, if you look at the ICC cycle for the next four or five years, or if you see what's happened the last two or three years, there's been a lot more World Cups happening now and a lot more international events happening. Do you think 10 teams is better than what it was when we had eight teams? Or do you think eight teams was really the the, the best IPL? So, I, I don't have a problem with 10 teams as long as the 10 teams are competitive, right? I, I, I still feel like genuinely each team can beat the other on any given day. The, yeah. You can generally make predictions that some team doesn't look as good on paper, so they might lose, but that's the beauty of the cricket. You can, you can still win. So as long as that is maintained, I think you can. Ten teams are fine. Eight teams are fine. Yeah. yeah. The question, the, the question, obviously, just comes down to how much talent is available in the country, and then yeah. uh, when it comes to privately owned franchises, ten teams is ten teams itself seems like a lot to me because it's yeah. not like it's not like you're playing state wise. Then each team, each each team from a state, right? If you're going to go, for example, if you're going to create it in that group, the quality is going to be severely off imbalance. Right. Right. If you if you need to maintain balance, you need to create democracy. Right. 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 And and that's clearly not going to happen. So let's not you know uh, get there. I think my only uh, 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 challenge with ten teams versus eight teams is I don't mind ten teams. It's it's fantastic. My only problem is of the ten teams, two teams have come in last year. The Titans have come in, won the IPL in their first year. Uh, they're playing this year as though they're just continuing from last year. And I think they would be a lot of people's favorites uh, uh, to definitely make it the top two of the IPL, if not win the IPL. Because like you said, T20 cricket, any team can beat any team on any given day. And that's what makes it special. But uh, it's, it's, it's you know, like new kid in your school. Uh where you've 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 had the same class for a long time, and a new kid walks in and he's rich and he's fancy and you know he attracts all the attention and you're like, who the fuck is that? Uh, that's my only probably probably a little personal thing. Like I'm a bit envious of the Titans. The teams have tried and failed, tried and failed. Ask the Royal Challengers Bangalore, Isala Cup Namde. You're from Bangalore. You, you would know this either way. And walks in Hardik Pandya with a new team, new set of players, uh, no baggage, uh, good or bad, however you want to see it, wins the IPL, and he's got a team that most teams would be envious of. Yeah, if anybody at the start of last year's IPL said that Gujarat was going to win, I don't think you would have believed them at all. Right? Yeah. Nobody, probably nobody did say that. The team was looked very weak on paper. David yeah. Miller has revived his career entirely based on that one season. And that's the success of the IPL that we were talking exactly. about. It's not just to the Indian players, but uh, he's gone back to South Africa. It's a great gain for the South African cricket, their league, and wherever he goes and plays as well. Having yeah. a player like him, he's such a delight to watch when he's uh, you know, playing the way he does. It's just fantastic to watch. Yeah, I mean, David Miller last year didn't get too many, uh, didn't get the orange cap or anything, but clearly, I think he was the best batsman of the season. The number of games he was there at the end, helping his team to finish Massive. and get across the line. He was probably the best batsman season, didn't get an award. But 
Let's massively, go. massively, massively, yeah. No, and I think let's just get to the cricket side of it, which is probably the last segment of of what I have in my notes. You know, uh, I tried to stick to it a bit, but as is the case when fans get talking, uh, we tend to go a little bit here and there. And I'm mindful of uh, when I'm still new to podcast, so I don't know if 40 minutes is a good time limit or one hour. But I'm just gonna go uh, to the cricket side of it, right? Uh, the IPL table, to me, very honestly, if I look at the IPL table right now, uh, let's first talk about uh, how teams have started this year. Uh, uh, just, you know, having a look at the points table. I think it's pretty much going to finish this way if, if you know, I'm not wrong. I think there might be changes in the position, but which teams are doing well and why? I mean, let's talk about the teams that are in the top four. Maybe that's a good guess. I think uh, KKR in the top four, but they are 145 for five after 15 overs, chasing 228. So I think they're going to drop out soon. Uh, but Lucknow Super Giants have done well. Titans, we spoke about, have done well. Rajasthan Royals are, are finally finding. Uh, they've got a good group of players and doing well now. Any standout teams in... What do you think has worked for teams? What is the strategy? What is the blueprint that the teams are following that maybe the teams that are not in the top right now uh, have lacked? Oh, I think it's very important. It seems like the it seems like scoring 200 is not enough. You have to go hard now. So <laughs> even if it's almost as if T20 cricket is now an ensemble cast game, it's not a it's not a two star one star player two star player game. You need everybody to pitch in 50 from 20 balls. 30 from 10 balls, 20 right. from 8 balls. That's what you need more of. You need 7, 8 people doing that rather than one guy scoring 160 yeah. balls or something. Yeah. T20 cricket is becoming more and more of that game. So that yeah. means that the people who are able to, uh, what do you say, the people who don't need to traditionally get their eye in, I would say. Yeah. Uh, those are the people who are, in, who are doing well, right? Like, for example, Rajasthan's right now at the top of the table. Sure, Jashasvi Jaiswal and Josh Butter have done well, but really the key for them is Hetmeyer at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. He's getting them he's getting them those crucial extra 20, 30, 40 runs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do not see a lot of changes in the table. I still believe that, I mean, for my top four, I usually go the route of, I'm pretty sure, on three teams. So for me, uh, Lucknow Super Giants. Uh, Gujarat Titans and and the Royals and I think the Super Giants. It's interesting to talk about them. They are creating a different pitch for every team exactly. that comes and plays in Lucknow. That is unheard of. It's it's freaking great. Do it as long as you're capable of doing it. Create one. They have one red soil and one black soil pitch. So depending on what they feel is an advantage to them against that particular opposition, go for it. And you have so much flexibility with naming your 12, 15 people. So I mean. If any ground can do it. So Royals, the Super Giants and the Titans, I think would be there. And then it's the case of that four team. And there's so many contenders for that. CSKR have start, started really well, but I do fear for them a bit. Uh, 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 typically, if you see how the game went yesterday, I think they're lacking a bit of that firepower uh, in the lower middle order. Uh, no disrespect to Mahindra Singh Dhoni, he can still pull off games. Uh, but I think even even the thing about the thing about Dhoni is he he's he's so good at ma- marshalling resources and getting yeah. the best out of people whom you don't know. So yeah. right? Like this, like he's pulled out so many players from that. He pulled out right from the start. He pulled out like Manpreet Dhoni. He pulled out Sudhir Tyagi, Deepak Chahar now. He pulled out, he's pulling out Tushar Deshpande this yeah. year. Last year, he pulled out Mukesh Chaudhary. So, yeah. 
Let's not forget, Sharul oh. Thakur was at CSK and he did really well for yeah. them, didn't he? Because I think it was back of back of that IPL stint with CSK that he made it to the Indian team as well. Yeah, and he's now a. He's now earning what, 12 or something? I don't know. But I think, I mean, talking about my team, Mumbai Indians, they're 8th in the table right now, but they're going to go down to ninth because Sunrisers are going to win their game. Uh, they've got a game in hand. But my prediction for Mumbai is if if Mumbai finished ninth in the table or higher, they would have had a fantastic season because I've got them for 10th. But the Delhi Capitals are giving them absolute tough competition for the 10th spot. Uh, and I feel bad for Delhi because Delhi have got a decent squad there and I just don't know, uh, feels like things haven't clicked for them yet. Yeah, David Warner is sort of, he's, so David Warner is out of IPL form, which is weird because he's, he's still on third on the table. <laughs> he's scoring runs, he's not scoring them fast yeah. enough. If he's not scoring them fast enough, somebody else has to do yeah. it and nobody else is doing yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, one other thing that I, that I genuinely feel is where I see this table shaping up is who's got the best spin bowling lineup. You look at the Royals and the Royals played at Chennai yesterday, didn't they? Uh, you're talking about Yuzi Chehel, Ravi Ashwin and Zampa. Uh, and I do, I mean, wrist spin, uh, we all know, has been the case in the IPL for a few years that uh, it tends to really work for a lot of them. And that's when Mumbai Indians having Pius Chawla spearheading their spin attack isn't very uh, hope-giving at this point in time. I don't know if there's a word like that either. But uh, that's where I feel like, uh, you know, the Titans have the bases covered. And that's where I feel KKR uh, might be somebody to watch out for. Uh, but again, it depends on the wickets that you're playing. Like Chennai, you know the ball's going to turn. Delhi, you know the ball's going to turn. Uh, but... I think that's really become a challenge in the IPL as well. There's so many different kinds of wickets now. You go to Chichindaswamy, we spoke about this. It's a bat, like a batting-friendly wicket. Uh, the Eden Gardens is like that. Then you go to Chennai and Delhi, those are your slow wickets. Uh, Super Giants, you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, Mohali, we know, is has, has always been a pretty decent track to bat on. Uh, but this is the beauty of the IPL and, and that's where I feel that teams have got so much of thinking to do. And the ones that have really stacked up their spin bowling. And there's one other stat that I've got. Uh, it's not so much of a stat, it's a bit of an observation. Like, you look at the top, uh, you know, the most runs scored right now in the IPL. And I know it's very early days because it's four uh, games in for most teams. Let's look at the top five. You've got, Shik- uh, you've got Shikhar Dhawan, David Warner, Joss Butler, Ruturaj Gaikwad, Shubman Gill, all openers. You've scrolled down a little, little yeah. bit. You've got Faf Duplessis in number six, Kohli seventh, Sai Sudarshan, who still plays pretty much at the top of the order uh, as well. Uh, you have to go as far as Tilak Varma at number nine uh, in the most runs scored, and he's probably a number four or a number five, but that's down to the fact that the top order of the Mumbai Indians hasn't really done much. Then you've got the likes of Nicholas Puran and, you know, uh, Shemron Hetmeyer in that. But... Uh, the top of the order is such an important place in T20 cricket and in the IPL. And it's showing, the stats are showing. I would really love to see how this pans out. The top of the order is obviously the best place to bat. You get the power play, you get two fielders outside. It's the best place to bat. And that's why it's so important to you to have players who utilize those, yeah. right? Because those are golden overs now. Yeah. If every team is scoring 180, 190, 200, yeah. you, can't afford, you can't afford a slowdown. Yeah. RCB made 212 and yeah. lost. 
Why did they lose? Because Spark and Virat Kohli slowed down in the middle was against spin. They still made 200, they still lost. So there is no such thing as you cannot take your foot off the gas anymore. You just can't. I'm very glad you brought that game up. That, that was going to be our next thing. There's been criticism of David Warner for the strike rate he's played. David Warner's played at an amazingly poor strike rate for David Warner. Uh, and I think, but he's taken that anchor role in that Delhi lineup, and I just don't think things have worked out for them. But Simon Doon was extremely critical of Kohli in that game because when he got close to his half century in the game that they lost yeah. against the Super Giants, where he got to 200, uh, sorry, he scored a half century, he slowed down. Faf didn't really kick off until he had scored in his first 30, 35 odd balls. And you feel that 212th should be sufficient in the IPL and maybe that is a free game because not just that Bangalore scored 212, but they had the Super Giants at 60 for, for three, four wickets down after eight or nine overs. And I, I think there's a stat somewhere like that. In the next eight or nine overs, he scored 127 runs, which is crazy. But how important is the is the strike rate? Are you saying averages are out of the window now and it's all about the strike rate if you're a batsman in T20 cricket? So there's this interesting new stat that's come called BASRA, B-A-S-R-A. It's a combination of the batting average and the strike rate, so B-A-S-R-A. And so the accepted sort of benchmark nowadays is getting to 150 as some of the batting average and strike rate. Yeah. So essentially means that you can average... You can average 30 with strike rate of 120, you're an anchor. You 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 might need one of those in every team. Yeah. But the rest of the players need to be averaging high and we can average low, but need to be scoring quick. Yeah. Right? If if you're if you're if you're an insane batsman like Butler, you're high on both. <laughs> True. Right? True. I would love to see what that is for some of the Mumbai Indians players because I mean Mumbai Indians, I've saw, I've just been too critical of them. I think they've had a bit of a uh, unfortunate start, uh, or maybe a fortunate start, because when they lose their first no, game, I, they win. But I think, I think they, I think they had two bad auctions, right? So horrible auctions. Don't even get started. Obviously, their idea of having a, the the idea of having uh, Archer and Bumrah together fell apart for them. So hard luck on that. But no spin bowling resources. I think we'll do a separate episode on Mumbai Indians. I I might need a few cans of beer for that. Uh, uh, and maybe we'll do it in towards the second half of the IPL because I think they're going to really crumble by then. I genuinely hope that if they can stay 7th or 8th somewhere and uh, create a late surge with a win here and there, but I think that's just too far-fetched. But you're spot on. Uh, we'll save it for a different episode but the auction is such a big uh you know thing for the team and mumbai's got it so horribly wrong 14 15 crores for ishan kishan uh letting go of hardik pandya uh, uh like you said bumra and jofra and let's 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 face the truth wankade wicket is not something i mean i know it will have something for the pace bowlers but it is still a very good pitch to bat on so uh I know you're thinking of a lot more factors than that, but either way, we'll, you know, uh, come to that. But we're going to close this pretty soon, this episode. Uh, before I get a couple of questions from you, your favorites for the top four? Um, so, I like uh, the top three that are currently there. Rajasthan, Lucknow, and Gujarat seem to be seem to be able to exploit any kind of conditions. Um, the fourth team, I want to say Chennai because they're the team that... Spoken like a true CSK fan, haven't you? I want to say Chennai because even the games they have lost, they have not lost by big True. So, and you cannot rule out Mahindra Singh Dhoni, can you? 
Dhoni, Dhoni knows how to pull rabbits, yeah. dogs, cats, anything out of happy. He is currently trying to pull out Rahane's uh, lost cricketing career out of the hat, which is just an amazing thing. I'm a big fan of Rahane. I just love to see him score runs. I, 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 and I hope he finds his mojo uh, 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 at Chennai under Mahindra Singh Dhoni. So, you're going CSK as fourth. I will choose CSK because I think that no team, no team plays more suited to their home conditions. True. Right, and they'll get their seven games. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw a bit of a spanner here. I'm going to say Punjab for fourth. Uh, I mean, I have got justify. <laughs> Punjab, I just feel like Punjab, I mean, uh, they've got a pretty good squad. Uh, if, if you look at what they've got, their top order is scoring runs. They've lost a couple of games, but they've lost, uh, you know, games that have been really close as well, similar to Chennai. And I think it might boil down to that. But you know what? I mean, Mahindra Singh Dhoni and Chennai's experience in getting to the playoffs and their uh, record of doing that consistently has been something else. Uh, but uh, maybe this is a Mumbai Indians fan saying it. We're going to have a shit year. And I want CSK to have a shit year as well. I don't want you guys to make it to the playoffs and uh, match us for that fifth title. I would like somebody else to win it. Uh, uh, maybe somebody who's not won it before. Uh, would be nice as well, so it still gives us that extra bit of cushion in terms of the number yeah, of titles. Let's let's go for LSG to the title. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, if it's not going to be Mumbai, uh, then I don't want it to be Chennai. Then it could be anybody else. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Maybe not Bangalore as well. I don't know what I've got against Bangalore. Uh, uh, it's it's not it's not important that Mumbai gets there. It's important that Chennai. Gets there. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Mumbai going to finish ninth or 10th, then uh, I'd want Chennai as close to us as we can. You you, you can take the 8th spot. We'll take ninth. Let's give Delhi the 10th. They love it there. Uh, and then the top 7 can do what it wants. Uh, but young player, any young player that has caught your eye, uh, my pick would be Sai Sudarshan. Have I got his name right? Yes, yeah, Sai Sudarshan. He did, he did reasonably okay last year yeah. too. Tilak, Tilak Verma also did really it did well last year and some opportunities this year really blossoming yeah. out. And uh, Tushar Deshpande also starting to do well now for, right. for, from the CSK right. side. Right. Uh, Tilak Verma is the batsman to watch out for at this point of time, I think. Prabhsimran Singh sort of started well, now is really three. What means are coming to the top of my head? I'm not trying to say. Anything immediately comes to you? Uh, I, 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 I think we've spoken about the batters here, but let's look at the bowlers, right? Do we have any uh, bowlers that have really... I mean, if you look at the top of the list for bowlers right now, it's Chehel, Rashid Khan, you'd expect that. Mark Wood didn't speak about him, but he's having a fantastic IPL. Uh, Alzari, Joseph, Az... Arshdeep Singh, Mohammad Shami, Tushar Deshpande, he's there. Ashwin, Jadeja, Ravi Bishnoi, really want him to do well. Uh, would love to see him go up, but uh, not really seeing any bowlers really, really, you know, trying to sort of be at the top. You have your expected lot. Uh, top two are your spinners, and then you've got a couple of... I mean, there's quite a few fast bowlers in the top six. Uh, you've got Mark Wood, Alzari Joseph, Ashdeep Singh, Mohammad Shami, Tushar Deshpande, but I think it's still early days. As wickets see a lot more cricket, I think they're going to slow down. So uh, maybe it's the batter's game. We're seeing a lot more 200. So maybe the names that you've picked up are 
are right you know it's yeah. going to be one of those guys clinching the young player i mean they can't be really young to because there's a criteria right you have to be under 23 and not played more than five times for your country to be considered for that yeah. but i mean i'm not really considering the award i'm just saying just just exciting talent to watch yeah uh can i say umran malik still because i would still like to see what he's doing i mean i'm really i am really excited for the guy he's going to go for runs yeah he's going to go once in a while yeah. we have to live with it yeah. and he should not be bowling in the power play I he bowled in the power play today and what league 28 runs he bowled the last over of the power play and gave him oh my god runs. i feel bad he should not bowl in the yeah. power play. maybe the ipl is not really i mean i'm not saying the ipl is not his thing but you feel bad for express quick bowlers in the ipl <laughs> they get yeah. they don't get their worth and but mark wood did Yeah. but he's he's had a but, couple of tough games after that as well he's leaked runs and he's going to leak runs when you bowl express quick is that uh, on wickets i'd love to see him you know on flat wickets he's going to bowl quick i think he's going to get uh, you know tonked a bit as well but he's they i mean they're going to always pick up wickets because they they've got that sort of yeah. trump card of pace with them that's going to help them get wickets but i think i think express fast bowlers need uh, yeah. Uh, on the fly management right you you, you can't just bowl them anywhere exactly. you have to strategically bowl them you need to set the field right you need to bowl them at the right time and to the right, right people right. I think we've reached the R mark. Be a good time to close this. Uh, I think what we've concluded yeah. here is, if you've got a top order batsman that is doing well, wrist spinners uh, that are doing well, and maybe a number five or a six who knows how to smoke the ball out of the park, maybe your team has a chance uh, to lift the IPL. But IPL is doing great, and uh, it gives us a lot of content. So may it continue for a long time. More importantly, it gives us long live the long IPL. live the IPL. More importantly, it gives us a lot. of entertainment to a lot of households we spoke about this more than 2 crore people watching one of the games is just fantastic and yeah. we would love to see that happen uh for a for a long 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 time pranav it's my absolute pleasure to speak cricket uh you know speak about cricket with you because you're uh uh an absolute delight to talk to uh and i think we're going to have a lot more conversations throughout the ipl thank you once again very much and uh, i do hope that uh, whoever listens to this have uh, some exciting fan perspective to the ipl to the teams to the new rules which is generally a bunch of things and uh once again if you are a cricket fan a football fan or general sports fan that just loves to talk about sport do let us know and i would love to speak to you on the fan first podcast on that note thank you very much and we will see you again for the next episode